We want to give you the opportunity to ask questions. Now, there's not a microphone to pass around, uh, but I, what I would ask is if you have a question for today's speaker, you know, just raise your hand and I'll ask you to stand and uh, try to speak as loudly as I am now. And then uh, Dr. Scottos uh, will repeat the question in case not everybody got a chance to hear. So, questions for today's speaker. Um, if you don't mind me asking, what led you to Catholicism? Right. That's a very good question. She asked, what led me to Catholicism instead of another religion or another faith or another denomination? I did, when I decided, motherhood first of all, when I had the third baby and I decided to stop calling them highly complex, I, I said, I, I don't know how to raise this child with a moral code. And I did go back to a Baptist church, and I was frustrated. I remember I was I was almost angry after the first sermon because because I was logical and and, not, and it didn't hang together. It did not make sense. The things that were being said, like it wasn't just that I had questions I wanted to pursue. It's like I can't even sit here and listen to this. I was infuriated actually. And I went to a Catholic church because I had a friend who was Catholic and said, "Why don't you try that?" And I, I literally did pick up a catechism, and the first thing I read was children or gifts. And that just, I don't know, just resonated with me. And I started reading more. I'm like, they have a catechism. <laughs> you have a catechism where you can look up any answers you have. And, and, and I, I came to the point now where I don't have enough days in my life to read all the treasures of the church. And so I started studying theology in part so people could guide me in that process because I didn't want to waste any time once I figured that it was there. Thank you for asking that. One of mine is this. Uh, it, I would assume, being a non-scientist, that I have stereotyped that in the lab, other scientists generally would be, if not hostile to to the uh, inter-Christian faith, at least indifferent. Uh, is that generally true, or do you find that it's, it's um, like the rest of life where there's a mixed path? Yeah, I didn't find it to be true at all. Even when I was non-religious, in my lab, there were people, scientists are curious people. They're, they're not afraid of differences. In the lab where I worked, there were lots of people of different faiths, in fact, from all over the world, because we had people visiting all the time, scholars. But there was a group of Catholics in our lab, and, and I remembered them because they did have that, they had that something I wanted. They had that confidence, that grounding, that purpose. And I remembered them. It was one of the things I'm like, I, I can do this. I think I can do it. I also uh, know Jennifer Wiseman. Dr. Jennifer Wiseman is the lead engineer for the, the lead cosmologist for um, the Hubble Space Telescope. And she said, it's a little, it's a little known secret, but you know, at MIT and Harvard, the faith groups are very active on campus. So there's lots of Christians who are scientists. There are a lot of Catholics who are scientists. Stephen Barr um, is a physicist at the University of Delaware, just started a fellowship of Catholic scientists. In half a year's time, he had 400 people sign up. You have to be a Ph.D. scientist working in your field. And he had that many people join because they wanted to have a, a way to, to talk about their faith um, with each other. But... Uh, but it's not true that the pe that people in labs are atheists. That's what atheists say in popular media, but I've never found it to be true, nor have my colleagues. Yes. 
question before like they just say you need to have your face so you can fill in the gaps because you're so insecure it it's not something you can respond to quickly with somebody like that it is an invitation to have a conversation with somebody you can, because you can say to that person seeing science in light of faith letting faith guides everything in my life I'm not going to stop letting it guide my thinking when I'm in the laboratory it actually helps me to see deeper into things, helps me to understand things deeper. And if you ever think I'm filling the gaps with God, call me on it. And then that gives the other person, you know, a way to engage. But yeah, they say that is a very common thing that gets said. But it's said by people who, in my opinion, even some of them are scientists, they really don't understand fundamentally and philosophically what science is, that it's always going to be incomplete. It's our human probing into nature. And they certainly don't understand what faith is. The second part. Okay. Can you comment on intelligent design? I am not. A, in, I, I do not like intelligent design theory myself because I'll tell you why. Periodic table, right? It's all about those electrons. I did, intelligent design theory. When I first encountered it, it says that. Intelligent design theorists have found places in science that seem to prove there is design, therefore prove God. And then they'll say, well, we're not really trying to prove God. I think it just gets the simple fundamentals mixed up. I think it's better to start from a position that says, I believe God created everything. I'm not going to go look for places, because it makes God kind of sound like a gardener pruning the azaleas. Like, God didn't just trip over nature and say, I think I'll fix things up over here a little bit and I'll make a monkey over here. God didn't do that. God created everything and holds everything in existence. But I have challenged some people, like Michael Behe, you know, I've asked him, why don't you just say everything's created by God and say that the things you find are just really amazing? And he agreed with me there. So I, I don't want to be unfair to them either. I just wish that intelligent design theorists would stop differentiating themselves and just say um, what I'm saying now, that God created everything. Let's go see how we can be awed by his handiwork. Back there. Uh, do you think that you didn't throw off the background when it comes to the faith? Yeah. Is, that, is that all of your question? Yeah. yeah if, I didn't, if I didn't grow up in a Catholic background, would I have come to the faith? I have thought about that. Thank you for asking that. I shudder to think, what if I hadn't? I shudder to think, what if a catechism hadn't been there? What if a Catholic church hadn't been down the road? I converted in Massachusetts, by the way, in Worcester. Um, I shudder to think, what if I lived in a place where I didn't have that? Um, and I shudder to think, what if I had never found it? So I don't, I don't know if I wouldn't have. I'm just so thankful that I did. And it makes me, that's part of the reason I don't want to shut up, like, if every day is trying to live your life and ask God to give you the grace to do his will and trying to get to heaven, you're also supposed to lead other people to heaven. So I think it's real important that if we know the truth, we tell people the truth um, so in whatever way God wants us to do. But yeah, I, I would, I would, I'm horrified to think I might not have found it. Question. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> 
do I think science and God can contradict each other at some point? That is one of the, that is like the question, right? Like people ask that all the time. I explain it like this. True, the church explains it like this, and I'll I'll say what I say. The church says, and it's it's repeated many times in the encyclicals and and the catechism and in church documents. Truth cannot contradict truth. And I do know scholars who go through um, Catholic dogma trying to find out where there might be a contradiction with science, but I don't actually agree with that approach. I think you have to start out knowing in the beginning they can't ultimately contradict. And if it ever does seem like science contradicts something God revealed, it's us who don't understand everything. It's us who might be wrong. There was a long time when scientists thought that the universe was eternal. They thought there was infinite time. They didn't think there was a beginning in time. Not even all of them think that now. The church never wavered on that, though. The church said that's what was revealed. That's what we believe. And then science came back to that. Science could move away from that again. Um, so, and, and, and like, there's plenty of contradiction in evolution. Evolutionary theory says there was a first population, if there was a first at all, and we teach our children about Adam and Eve. There's actually not a contradiction. Nine times out of ten, what I've discovered, when it seems like there's a contradiction, it's because the science isn't fully understood or the person saying it doesn't fully understand the doctrine either. So mostly what I tell people to do is if you think there's a contradiction, you need to do more homework. You need to, nine times out of ten, if you just read the scientific paper instead of what the popular media says, go find the scientific paper. If you can read... If you can read ancient Greek history and if you can read the, the St. Thomas Aquinas, you can definitely read scientific papers. Go read the real scientific paper and see what the scientists actually said. Because usually it's not what they're saying in the media. And, the, and then the contradiction goes away. There was a paper a while back that said the first man's been discovered. It didn't mean that at all. It meant they found a fossil that was possibly older than the other fossils from hominid species. And so it didn't mean that at all, but it got taken the wrong way. Does that answer your question? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Was there a specific point in my life when I knew I wanted to be a scientist? Is that your question? Yeah. Um, I think I always did. Um, I was always fascinated with it. I remember in high school thinking I wanted to be a medical doctor. And I remember just, I remember loving science even then. But part of me let go of the awe and wonder when I got to college. And I wanted to be a scientist because I wanted to be powerful. I wanted to be thought of as smart. And um, that was the wrong reason. Um, so now, as a person of faith, I, I love science even more because I understand what it is. Um, so if you're thinking about becoming a scientist... Like, you couldn't have written my story. I became a scientist. I got my dream job at DuPont. I walked away from it, became a stay-at-home mom, raised kids, and now I'm back to teaching and writing. I never would have pictured my, me going this far. So what I've learned to do every day is be true to what I love and always ask God to tell me what I'm supposed to do. Okay, this will be the last question. Is that Michael? Yeah. Michael, please. Um, how can you teach doctrine or like explain faith if it can't be backed up by science? So, for example, like the resurrection, we believe it in our faith, but 
we can't really explain it. How do, how do those things work together? What's the relationship? The way, I, the way I, he, he asked if you can't prove something like the resurrection or if you can't prove any miracle um, with science or if you can't prove the doctrines with science, how do you get people to believe it? Is that, did I represent your question right? The way, the way I came um, at peace with that is when I started thinking about God made the periodic table and all that stuff, I, I just love the periodic table. I'm sorry to keep mentioning it. Um, <laughs> When I started thinking about God holds all this in existence and God made everything, the only logical conclusion is that there have to be miracles. There have to be miracles. If God can freely create us today, this moment, if, if God can freely create, of course God can work miracles for the sake of our salvation. Of course God could become incarnate of man and rise again. Of course he could. Like the only logical conclusion is that there have to be miracles. If there weren't miracles, that would lead to the conclusion maybe there's not a God. Maybe this is all random. So there have to be miracles. So in that sense, miracles, the the existence of miracles doesn't contradict science. It's a logical um, conclusion of an ordered world. But then when it comes to something like the resurrection or something that the virgin birth, something that's so miraculous, it's just not the area for science. Science is not about miracles. Science isn't meant to prove miracles. The resurrection was divinely re- revealed. And a person does have to come to a point in life, I think, or I did anyway, when you have to say, I believe this, I accept this on certain faith, or you don't. But don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. If you're going to believe it, you've got to believe all of it. And... Um, that you know, and that's I've had a lot of conversations with people where you get to that point and you kind of have to let the person go off and decide and pray, pray for that person. Can we give our guests one more round of applause, please?